At number 61, coming in at a 15 seed, I have the America East. I have this conference being three teams up at the top in the first tier. That's Bryant, Vermont, and UMass Lowell. I've got Maine in a tier of their own at number four. Then Binghamton, Albany, New Hampshire, and UMBC in a tier at five to eight. And then the final tier, NJIT, in a tier of their own at number nine. I have winning this conference, who I picked to win this conference at the start of the year last year, but was dead wrong. I've got the Bryant Bulldogs. And this was before (laughs) Coach Grosso's legal situation. Maybe I would change my pick and go with Becker's squad now. That would be the safe play, given Vermont's dominance since Becker's been at the helm in Burlington. But I just see too much talent on this Bryant roster. And I think that that was the issue last year, that they had too much talent. That there were eight guys that all expected to play 30-couple minutes a game, and they just simply couldn't do that. I mean, even a guy who had been their leader in the past, you watched him take a step back. He now no longer there. He's transferred out over to St. Bonaventure. But Charlie Pride went from being an 18-point-a-game guy to less than 15 last year. Six boards, still very effective, and could bail out Bryant late in a shot clock with his scoring ability. They also lose Antoine Walker, certainly a physical specimen, 13 points, seven boards a game last year. I watched this team lose a home game, not seem united whatsoever in early January to UMBC, but this team returns six of their top eight leading scorers. They bring back their leading scorer, Sharif Gross Bullock, averaged 17, four and a half, and three last year, shot at 40% from the three point line. In the game that I went to, he went for 18 and nine. Also, bring back Earl Timberlake, averaged 14 points, eight and a half boards a game last year. He only had nine and seven when I watched him at home against UMBC. But those two, And then the rotational pieces that come along with a guy like Brelsford, who averaged six points a game, a guy like Dougie Buckets, Doug Edert, who only averaged five points a game last year at at, uh, Bryant after being, no, he wasn't the best player, but for whatever reason, perhaps it was being a white curly headed kid that he seemed to be the face of that St. Peter's run, got a deal with Buffalo Wild Wings. And last year certainly had to be a disappointment for him. Looking to improve this season. He's got to be more effective from the perimeter, though, too. He shot 31% from three last year. He needs to be somewhere near a 40% guy. Or else Brelsford, again, might play a little bit more than him. Kramer, 6.4 rebound a game guy inside. Coming back as well. Also, Miles Latimer. They bring in out of UMass Lowell, steal him. Connor Withers, six foot seven forward, only played about 16 minutes a game, but averaged four, two and a half, and two last season. Also bring in out of St. John's, Raphael Pinson, averaged six points a game last year, playing 16 minutes a game in the Big East. This team's rotation, who I expect to be in it up at the top, if it's a nine man rotation, eight of them I think are going to be seniors or grad seniors, perhaps in their fifth, sixth season. This is going to be an incredibly veteran team. 
that has a little less talent on the roster than they did last year. And as crazy as it sounds, I think that's a good thing for this team's cohesiveness and for their chemistry. But first things first, is Coach Grasso going to be back on the court this season? How's that whole hit-and-run situation going to play out? That was about the craziest 30-minute YouTube video that I've ever watched. Vermont, who I have at second, Becker's boys losing their two leading scorers, Dylan Penn, so successful to transfer from Bellarmine. I watched them um, beat UMBC 74-61 about a week prior to when I'd seen that Bryant game. Dylan Penn, fantastic at booty ball. He's going to be gone. Finn Sullivan averaged about 12 points a game. Just has one of the purest strokes I'd seen in college basketball. Terrific shooter. He's gone. And then Robin Duncan, finally. Finally, the America East can celebrate the Duncan brothers, the trio. There's not another that I'm aware of are all finally gone at Vermont. But they bring back Aaron Delaney, 11 and a half points last year. He came off the bench. I'm certain we'll start this season. Matt Verretto plays very physical, nine points, three boards a game this past year. Couple rotational guys that played rotational minutes, seventh to tenth leading scorers are back as well. They bring in a near double figure guy from Tarleton, Tarleton State, Shamir Bogues, averaged nine and a half points last year. TJ Long out of Fairfield was a double figure scorer. Brenton Mills was a role guy at Bowling Green, and they also get a UC San Diego transfer that's a role guy. So, couple double figure guys in to help replace what was lost. But still losing two double-figure scores, two others that average seven or more, losing four of your top six. I think this Vermont team's going to take a step back this season, and I don't look for them to win this conference, but it's Vermont, it's John Becker, and I'm probably dead wrong, and they probably will. At number three, I've got UMass Lola. Terrific season last year. They were unstoppable at home and will look to do the same this year. It's very important to win the regular season in this conference because this is a conference that the entire tournament is played at the home team's venue. So it would be a massive advantage if somehow Lowell could win the America East in the regular season and get a host throughout that conference tournament. They lose their leading scorer in Everett Hammond, also lose their fourth leading scorer, another double-figure guy in Allen Blunt, but return two double-figure scorers in Kareem Kalolabi inside, 11.5, 7.5 boards a game. Their point guard, Hakeem, 5'11", senior guard, averaged 11, 3, and 4. He will be back. They didn't bring in many um, impressive transfers, Couple Jucos, a D2 guy who'd average 15 and 6 in the D2 ranks. But without the transfers that Vermont brought in, that Bryant brought in, Bryant's continuity, I've got Lowell in the third spot here. They do bring back a decent amount of the rotation. Seven of their top 10 scores are back, including their second and third leading scores that I already mentioned. Fifth through seven all back and ninth and tenth. But with the lack of big impact transfers, I've got this team slotted at third when they finished second in this conference last year. Maine will be better than they were a year prior. They went 7-9. and nine. They were seventh in this conference. They do lose their leading scorer who averaged 15.5. 
but they returned their second to sixth leading scores compared to the other teams at the back of this conference. That's a ton better than what those others are returning. They bring in a terrific shooter, 52% three-point shooter that got spot roll minutes at Drake. Bring in a roll guy from Manhattan, another roll guy from New Hampshire, a seven and a half and five rebound a game guy on one of the worst teams in the country in LIU Brooklyn, Keon Burns. Um, so, you know, maybe those guys can help fill in the rotation, but when you're bringing back your second through six re- leading scorers, that's all that they really need to do. This main team should have no problem finishing up in the top half of the America East this season. Five to eighth place teams I have all in a tier um, combined together. Binghamton I have at five. They finished T4 last year, eight and eight in the conference, but they lose five of their top eight, three of their top five, two of their top three. Only double figure guy back is Armand Harid, 12 points, six boards a game last year. Dan Petcash also averaged just under 10 in four rebounds a game last year, 41% three-point shooter. They bring in a transfer from Syracuse in Samir Torrance that hopefully in the step down from Syracuse heading from the ACC to the AEs now can be much more productive than he was at Syracuse. I think he should have no problem doing that. Also bring in a seven-point-per-game guy from Arkansas Little Rock, another five-point-a-game guy from Quinnipiac, and then a minimal playing role guy out of Ryder. Uh, there's no one in the transfers or in the returners that really pops off the page at me, and I think this will be a middle-of-the-pack uh, Binghamton team that could revert back to what they've been in the past and fall back to being a bottom-tier America East team, but I hope they can finish up towards the middle. Falco was their leading scorer that's gone. Averaged 14 points a game, ran the offense for this team. Albany, I have at six. They're losing four of their top six leading scorers, but their second and third are back in Reddish and Beagle inside. They will be inside oriented with those two returners and losing Drumgool, who was a 16 point per game guard. Those two inside will be the focal point of this offense. Bingle averaged 12.5, 7.5 last year. Reddish, an 8.5 point per game guy. They bring in Tyler Bertram, played spot minutes at UAB. Bring in a couple 5 point per game guys from Rhode Island and from Hofstra. Um, also another role guy out of Cornell. But again... Similar to what I mentioned about Binghamton, no one overly impactful in the transfer market that I'm really excited about and losing four of your top six, I don't think is great. I think this team may be a little bit better than they were last year, just because the bottom three teams I have so little confidence in. New Hampshire went nine and seven, finished third last year in the America East. They do bring back their leading scorer in Clarence Daniels. But he's going to have to do it in large part by himself as there's not a single other guy that averaged over six point per, points per game last year. They lost their second to fourth leading scorer, lost their sixth leading scorer. The other three double-figure guys behind Daniels are all gone, and it's pretty much just Juco's or one D2 guy as the replacements. There's no D1 transfers. Daniels may put up big numbers, put up big double-double numbers this year, 
but he's going to be the only one leading the way for New Hampshire. I've got them at seven. Number eight, I have UMBC who lost each of their seven leading scores. They do bring in a near double-digit guy out of Chicago State, but again, it's Chicago State. Also bringing another dear double-digit guy out of SC Upstate. So maybe those transfers, a pin transfer that was a role guy. Um, Dion Brown is the only impactful guy back from this rotation, the eighth man who averaged nearly eight points, four rebounds a game last year. That's the only real impactful pieces that averaged over three points a game in Division One basketball last season. Um, so UMBC... With what all they lost, I look for them to experience a significant drop-off. And then dead last, I have NJIT. They lost three of their top four leading scorers on a team that went 4-12 and in this conference a year ago. They do bring in a double-figure guy from Manhattan. They let go of Brian Kennedy after seven years. Grant Bill Myers in his first season. He was under Kevin Willard at Seton Hall and at Maryland. Maybe he can turn this program around. He claims they're going to play very fast, but I have NJIT. It's it's a tough program that he's inheriting. I have this team finishing dead last in the conference in a tier of their own. Maybe he can surprise me, and they can move up a tier, maybe be near a middle-of-the-pack team. That is my America East rundown. I've got Bryant, even with the turmoil going on with Coach Grosso, I think this is the most talented roster in the America East. I think they're going to be pissed off with their performance of last season. And him able to retain so much of that roster allows me to believe they'll be more bought in this next year. They're so veteran, so senior-oriented. I look for Bryant to win this conference. Vermont following right behind him in second. And look out for UMass Lowell. Tough team to beat when you're playing on the road in their arena.